In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of my favorite poets, Seamus Haney, has a short poem titled Night Drive. It goes this way. The smells of ordinariness were new on the night drive through France. Rain and hay and woods on the air made warm drafts in the open car. Signposts whitened relentlessly. Montreal, Abbeville, Bouvet were promised, promised, came and went, each place granting its name's fulfillment. A combine groaning its way late bled seeds across its work light. A forest fire smoldered out. One by one, small cafes shut. I thought of you continuously, a thousand miles south, where Italy laid its loin to France on the darkened sphere. Your ordinariness was renewed there. This poem has been with me for at least 15 years, and for reason I cannot explain, it always awakens in me what C.S. Lewis referred to as Zenzokt, a deep longing to return home to a place I've not yet been, a joy that feels indecipherable from sorrow. Father Alexander Schmemann referred to this feeling as a bright sadness. He says, the sadness of my exile, of the waste I have made of my life, the brightness of God's presence and forgiveness, the joy of the recovered desire for God, and the peace of the recovered home. The recovered home is the place of which Christ speaks in our gospel lesson. This is the home where we were always meant to abide, the very house of God, the place where the uncreated light enlightens everything. Yet in the lunacy of our first parents' rebellion, each of us has thrust ourselves into the utter darkness east of Eden continuing to scream about freedom on our own terms, all the while held captive to death. Christ, in tabernacling among us in human flesh, has declared true freedom to us. In his death, he descended to the dead to proclaim life to those held in bondage, and in his resurrection, the world has begun to be remade. As people who have been brought into his death and new life through baptism, we are now like the people of Israel, called to forsake our chains and bondage in Egypt and strike out for a home we've never seen. The thing about being a pilgrim is that it requires desire. A pilgrim is a person who has given the small, thin whisper at the dim edges of consciousness a hearing, that breathless moment when we know, as truly as anything we have ever known, that all the love in this broken world will never be enough that there is something that slips through our grasp even as we watch the sunset on a romantic evening or see the joy and rapture in a child's face over discovering a simple flower. These moments, even as we experience them, they elude us. Each one promised, promised, came and went. The pilgrim doesn't try to quash the pain that this joy brings. The pilgrim recognizes that this is a pointer to another love, a greater joy from beyond the walls of the world, as Tolkien would say. Friends, in the coming weeks, we'll be talking more about how we plan to slowly re-emerge from this pandemic shutdown. There is still much uncertainty, but what has become all too obvious is that we will not return to what we once considered normal, not for some time. With this recognition, there is real pain, real loss. And yet, can we fail to realize that even in our usual Eucharistic feasting, 
We are being pulled by the Spirit into the future, into the place that Christ is preparing for us, a place we've not yet visited. Don't misplace your longing. Our sacramental life, and it is truly life, is but a rehearsal dinner designed to train our taste buds, a dance practice to help train our feet for the unending wedding banquet that awaits us. Our sacramental life is a true participation in this future, but in some way it is not yet the thing itself. We are not homesteaders. We're pilgrims. And our journey continues, stretching beyond us into the cloud of unknowing. Yet we need not fear, though we do not know where we are going, for we know the way. Jesus Christ, the firstborn from the dead, who will in everything have the preeminence. Do not grow weary. He will not leave you desolate. He knows what you need for this journey, and he gives to you the Comforter, the Spirit of Truth. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.